Hello, my glorious human, and welcome back to Squidge the Podcast. On today's episode, you get another solo episode. What? So much Terry these last few weeks. But don't worry, we pick up with our guest spots next week, so don't worry. But I figured this would be a really good one to leave you with as I'm about to jet set off to the sweet town of L.A., but I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of letting go and kind of share with you a wrap-up of 2023 for me. I know we still have a month to go and maybe I'm pushing this, but I know by December I'm already going to be thinking about 2024 and I want to talk about that. So let's talk about summarizing 2023 and what I've had to let go of. So as 2023 comes to a close, I'm seeing an opportunity to start anew. And like most people, you know, it's a new year, new me, blah, blah, blah. Last January, I chose the word healing for this year. And while I predicted that healing would be saved for my body, finances, and my relationships, I never expected the other parts of myself that I would heal. And more importantly, how they would heal. I'm trying to remember the mindset of 2022 Terry who sat in her office chair like I'm doing right now, probably writing a post about 2023. I'm trying to remember why healing was the word to begin with, why her goals and intentions were so wrapped up in that word, what was she thinking of for 2023, and to be honest, whether or not I would achieve them. So if I remember correctly, the biggest healing I wanted to happen uh, back then was physically with my body. After getting to the late stages of burnout in my business and then experiencing a global pandemic and a few bouts of COVID and probably a little bit of perimenopause thrown in there for good, (laughs) goodwill, my hormones were, uh, how do we say, fucked I hadn't had a period in about two years, and due to lockdowns, I couldn't really get to my doctor to see what the fuss was all about in previous years. My facial hair had grown and gone bananas, like significantly more hair growth than in previous years. And if you are a woman with facial hair growth, you know how much of an insecurity that can be. And despite all the body image work that I do, I think my PCOS and the hair growth is probably the the one that really still drives me nuts. I don't let it get in the way of living my life, but I still do spend a fair amount of time tweezing the chin hairs, and that's not fun. In addition to that, my eczema had flared up significantly. Basically, my body was stuck in stress and inflammation. I made a pact with myself in late 2022 that in 2023, I would finally go to my doctor's and dentist appointments despite the anxiety that came up with them. I got a recommendation for a gynecologist, I went for my monthly massages, I started moving my body more consistently every day, drank more water, drank less soda, took naps, really rested as hard as I worked, switched out real cheese for vegan cheese, only to find out that cheese made of cashews made my inflammation worse, (laughs) and had all the blood work done multiple times. I'm happy to say that things kind of got back on track a few months ago and seemed to be sorting itself out. Am I healed? Uh, No, but I can sense that progress is making its way. Now, what all of that work did, though, was give me the opportunity to truly pay attention to my body and let her drive the bus for a change. 
What I had to let go of in this physical healing part of my life was my attempts to control my body and instead let her guide me to what she seemed to desire and when she seemed to desire it. Even if that didn't make practical sense, having naps in the middle of the day, even though I had a lot of work to do, um, you know, drinking uh, loads of water or having electrolytes in my water, having tea instead of coffee in the morning, uh, changing up the food that I was eating because my body wanted something different than what I had in the fridge. Like really just letting my body make these decisions for me, it allowed me to truly connect and kind of partner with my body for the first time in probably a really long time. I mean, I'd started that journey a few years ago when I first hit that burnout mark and was like, I got to get back in touch with my body because I'm not listening to her. But it really was more pronounced this year because I gave myself time and space. And now I will say I did have the luxury of being able to take that time and space because of the privilege that I do have. I don't have any kids. I have a really independent husband. Um, and I say this quite often, but it does make it easier for me to be able to take time and space and live a bit more fluidly than a lot of other people. So the next area of my healing would come in the way of my finances, or more particularly, the healing came in the part of my lack of finances. Having stepped away from taking clients this year, I saw a huge drop in my revenue. Huge. Even my accountant was like, girl, what's going on? (laughs) But I knew this year was going to be a transition year, and I knew I had the savings needed to weather the storm, so to speak. But it didn't make the intense scarcity any less there. This year brought about a huge awareness into my relationship to money and abundance. I was able to notice a lot of my scarcity thinking was future focused, worried about what was not on the calendar in the coming months, and seeing how that anxiety manifested in the present causing me to um, indulge in behaviors that would just make that feeling go away. And I noticed how much stress this brought me. Now, previously, while I had a lot of money coming in from taking clients consistently, I felt the same way. I just never let myself sit in that squidginess to feel it or make friends with it or heal it. You see, I came from a family that struggled financially when I was growing up, so I always believed there isn't enough, and if I had too much, I wouldn't be liked. These were feelings that I would have to honor, understand, and make peace with. And I've come leaps and bounds since I started my money mindset journey a few years ago, but this deep-seated shit is still there. So in July, I made one of the biggest investments in myself I have ever made. I'm not even joking. It almost, even still, that when it hits the credit card, I'm like, ooh, ooh. but the transformation that I've made in terms of The speed at which I've been able to chip away at things has been profound. You see, I invested in a coach. Uh, Her name is Camille at Abundance Breakthrough. She's been on this podcast with me before. And I hired her to help coach me in my business, mindset, and money. To be honest, when I first hired her, it really wasn't with a monetary outcome as the goal. It was really because she had a great way of asking questions, asking the hard questions, and helping me get to the root of the things that 
I really needed to work through. Um, so she was able to help me peel back so many layers to understand how I was sabotaging myself from achieving more. And I was able to recognize my patterns and behaviors that subsequently would follow the scarcity squidge. And despite not having as much money coming in, I actually felt richer in my life. I feel more at peace with money I do receive now. I truly believe that saving money is safe for me. And I can say that money is good and that it comes to me in unexpected ways without wanting to throw up in my mouth. What I had to do, though, was let go of the beliefs that held me stuck to an identity that was no longer serving me. The identity of the girl who plays small so other people don't feel intimidated or threatened by her. The identity of a girl who stays in a role as the starving flighty artist so her siblings won't feel intimidated or competitive with her. That identity is out and we've brought in a new identity. The identity of a woman who knows that financial abundance is her birthright. The identity of a woman who will become a great role model to everyone around her, including her siblings, for how to let money flow without resistance. The identity of a woman who values herself and her talents and is able to advocate and serve the world with high energy and life-changing magic. The third area of my healing would be in my relationships, my friends and family. This was probably one of the hardest for me because I'm so used to driving in fast forward that I tend to forget people. I also had to learn to be okay that people were disappointed in me, didn't like me, or just didn't understand me. The squidginess that came up around needing people to see me as the good one became incredibly evident this year, and similar to feeling the scarcity, instead of reacting and fixing the feeling, I sat with it. I cried with it. I questioned it. I became aware of the thoughts that created it. I was very honest with myself about what I was expecting from other people in my relationships and had to have kind of a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I had to realize that I, ha I accept people for who they are and love them intensely for it. So why am I not letting people do that for me? I also realized that I care so much that people see me as a good person uh, and how terrified I was that people would think I was a bad person doing a bad thing. This is incredibly rooted in my past and something that I really had to dig at. It's also become clear that people that truly matter don't put me on a pedestal or expect me to be a specific kind of way. They're the people I want to keep close to me, and in fact, I will go out of my way to make sure that I'm serving them as much as they are serving me. On the other hand, when people took and took and discarded me like nothing, it hurt like hell. But I had to look at what I was hoping for from them and why, forgive them, and then I had to let them go. Because me staying there to prove something to them or fold into the identity they wanted for me was, again, keeping me stuck. It was keeping me standing still. I realized as long as I was the photographer, the activist, the good one, the wise one, the best friend that does XYZ, whatever, whatever label people assign me, I couldn't just be Terry. But when I found the friendships that expected nothing of me, except for me to just be Terry, 
and I leaned on them vulnerably. They showed me that I am human, that I am Terry, and that I, as me, is enough. I realized that the people I want to spend time with, receive feedback from, and cultivate deeper relationships with are people that have no expectations of me or my identity. So I let go, with peace, of the folks that need me to be something for their story, whether that is their villain, their hero, their leader, their teacher, their bad guy, whatever. I realized that at the start of the year, I worried that people would think blah, blah, blah if I did X, Y, Z. Now I say, let them. Let them think that. Let them say stuff. Let them do what they need to do. Just let them. And when I look at my vision board that I made for last year, I see all the parts that made my healing possible. Things like traveling to places with people I love, making time for a friend's trip, spending time with my family, uh, road trips with my husband, doing film photography, spending time alone, romanticizing the little things, living my authentic code, creativity, freedom, authenticity, and education, working on my money mindset, spending time in nature, group empowerment experiences, and reading. I realized that just as important as intentionally adding in all of the above things, I also had to let go of so many things that were keeping me stuck still and scared. Kind of like when I buy new things from the thrift store and try to add them on to stuff that's already here, it gets really overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. But if I simply swap things out and got rid of the things and really looked at the things in my room and were like, does this make sense now to me? Does it, Do I need this anymore? And simply traded things in and out, I think it would be a little bit easier. So that's kind of how I think about these beliefs and identities that I had to let go of. And now I still haven't nailed down my vision board for 2024, but I figured I would save that for a December podcast when I've had time to think about what I want to create for the coming year. The funniest part about all of this is that I don't think I knocked any of my vanity metrics <laughs> that I thought were important at the beginning of the year. Like, I don't think I achieved any of them. Things like the number of YouTube subscribers, Patreon subscribers, I don't even have a Patreon anymore, uh, coaching clients, etc. I, I don't think I hit any of those, which is fine. I focused on what felt right and I trusted my body and my heart and I went in the direction to reveal some really incredible, unexpected and beautiful moments. Paying attention to what felt good made it even more evident about what didn't. So my encouragement to you is to spend time filling your life with the things that fill you up positively or energetically, even if they aren't popular, so you can see what you need to let go of. And oh, how sweet it's going to be to free yourself from whatever is holding you stuck to an identity that no longer holds your magical being.